This episode is probably one of the most powerful of the Accidental Farm podcast so far in terms of benefits to your daily life. Most of the episodes have a little wisdom or a lesson from the farm. Not farm lessons so much, but life lessons in their simplest form. It's basic here, but it's life, and everything that happens here can be applied as a blanket over at least one situation in your life, at any time, no matter where you live, no matter your age, no matter what you do. If you have listened to more than 10 episodes, I am sure that you have felt this and have said to yourself, ugh, totally know what you mean, or I can't believe it, but that's exactly the case here in my life, too. That's the accidental farm for you. It's just like that. I am the mic and the mouthpiece, but the farm has a lot to say to you. If your day was bad, if you had to reset your password too many times and got locked out, if you live in a big city, especially if you live in a big city, or if you live in a tree-lined suburb or down a country road, It's true. Back in 2016, I started a weekly blog called The Pitchfork, where I wrote about farm life. It wasn't the accidental farm back then, not yet. But I used my pitchfork as a metaphor for telling you stories, moose material that I picked up from country life with my pitchfork. Anyway, it's funny that we are here now. I'm still slinging loose material that I pick up from here and from there. There's so much of it. I listen back to the Accidental Farm podcast episodes just to see what I haven't told you yet. So much. It's all rich compost for your life. Stories are like that. They connect. They help us all relate. Not just you and me, but all of us, one to the next. And I guess in the beginning of what I thought was going to be the second coming of the Roaring Twenties, this is what we need in our isolation, to be more connected. In our polarized politics, we need more opportunities to relate. Even if our ambassadors are donkeys and ducks, I am game, and I am thrilled to be here with all of you. Even though there are thousands of you here every day, it feels like just us, you and me. And when you write to me or review what you love about the podcast, that's even better. So, I have made you wait for a bit for this, this seminal lesson from the farm. It's so simple, really, like all of life's great nuggets of wisdom. Back when Murphy first came to the farm, he was young and fully intact, which means maximum stubbornness. If you remember from episode 16, I would move him from his little nighttime shack up to the field every morning. He would walk ten feet and stop. I would coax, cajole, push, pull, bribe. My husband was thoroughly entertained. Who's the boss of whom? He would chortle from the upstairs window. Jeez. When Murphy was unbudgeable, I would put the lead rope around his donkey butt and pull him from the halter in the front and from his rear end at the same time. It was something to behold. I am pretty strong, I guess, and Murphy was littler back then. I don't think this would work anymore, but it did move him along. We were definitely not on the same let's-get-to-the-pasture schedule. At all. Murphy is a little better now, but I have less reason to move him around. He lives in the pasture where his barn is, so no daily struggle. 
but when I put him on the lead rope and he doesn't want to walk around the pasture, he can quickly imitate a sack of potatoes. When I add clover to the mix, Murphy is way more cooperative. He wouldn't be the only male in the world to be motivated to be more cooperative by the presence of a pretty and forward-marching female. Still, sometimes they both need to do better. So here is what I do. I grab the leads firmly in my hands, one in each. I make no eye contact with my esteemed walking partners, and I lean forward, gently, slowly. I don't jerk. No more cajoling. No more pulling them from behind. Eventually, they need to be able to walk cooperatively on a lead at my command if they're going to pull a wagon in a double harness. Baby steps, you know. But they are getting it. You know how? I apply gentle pressure. Steady, gentle pressure. I tell them to walk on. I keep up the gentle pressure. I don't let up. Gentle pressure. It works like a charm. If I wait just a minute, they agree to come along. They walk as if it were their idea. They stop when I tell them, and they start again when I apply gentle pressure. Think about your life. A sticky situation? Having a tantrum about it rarely works. But if you apply gentle pressure, calm, and consistent, that should do it. You have to have endurance. You have to outlast the other side. Your gentle pressure sends a signal that you mean business and that you are sticking around to solve things. Thanks for being here. I think you will be turning gentle pressure around in your head for a long time to come. It's peaceful and so effective. If it works for you, let me know. See you tomorrow. XO.